Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Gillian Devlin in for Joe Nash on Live 95. A reminder for you that we're giving you the chance to win a Gardena robotic lawnmower with Soundstore at Delta Retail Park on the Bally Simon Road this week. You can check us out after 11 for a chance to win. Now, the school kids might be enjoying the last few days of their Easter break, but when they return next week, will they be heading back to an overcrowded classroom? The Irish National Teachers Organisation's ramped up its campaign to reduce class sizes in Ireland. They say a two-point reduction in an average size class is needed in the next two budgets. INTO Central Executive Committee Representative Anne Horan is with us this morning. Good morning to you, Anne. Good morning. And uh, this has been going on since I was in a primary school classroom. I mean, it class sizes has never been really been yeah. sorted. Yeah, hasn't it? But no, we have made great strides in the last number of years. For the past three budgets in a row, we have secured a reduction of one in the pupil-teacher ratio. So now we are approaching the OECD and the EU average. So, you know, we are making good strides. We are hoping now. We wanted to come. It would be great if we got two points on the scale, if we got that in budget 24, but we'll take one point and we'll get the next point the year after. It's very important. What is the average number at the moment, Anne? The average number at the moment is 22. We're hoping to get it down to the EU average of 20. And our Congress this year has looked for the OECD average of 21. And can I just ask, are you on a speakerphone by any chance? It's gone. Okay, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, if you you can take it off speakerphone, we'll just be able to hear you a little bit clearer. That's fine. Um, So 22 and the average in Europe is 20, did you say? 20. It's 20. 20. I see, this is, like you say, this has been constant, you know, in our schools. And it really came to the fore during the time during the pandemic, because with social distancing, suddenly the room wasn't there for the children to be divided. You know, mm. we couldn't we couldn't there wasn't space to spread. Yeah, and you know, methodologies have changed as well. So the way the way we teach is very different to the, from the way we used to teach twenty years ago. And we children need more, you know, hands-on room. They need more individual attention when they're doing different, you know, different aspects of the curriculum. Now, you say the average is 22, but there are classrooms across the country that have a lot more than that. So the average we're looking, you see, when you're talking about the average, it's kind of the average nationwide, you know, of all of the children in the country and of all of the teachers in the country. But that definitely, you know, it would be like utopia if we had a class of 20 children in front of us. But there are just the number and Limerick would be one of the... Country, one of the counties that would have a large number of classes of children over 30. And there's, there are, would be some classes of 30 or 35. And, you know, you can imagine how difficult it is with the modern methodologies to give everything and every child the attention. You know, the, our children deserve better than that. And with the fact that now you do have some SNAs and some classes, classrooms even have classroom assistants from time to time, does that make any difference, though? Does that help us? No, not really. Our SNAs are absolutely invaluable to us, but they're taken up with care needs for the children. So, of course, in that way, the teacher doesn't have to um, come from the class, you know, to to help with these care needs. And our, we can, we couldn't do without our SNAs, but they're not teachers, and they can't be given a teaching role in schools. That's not allowed. So, you know, in that way, they're not... In this issue, they're not a help. 
Now, another issue that kind of relates to this as well, and I know has been raised by principles, Limerick principles, an awful lot here um, on Limerick Today, is the lack of substitute teachers. Oh, my goodness, yeah. Yeah. That and, is a, you know, that's a crisis. We're at a crisis level with that. Is it true Definitely. that schools are, are using unqualified people to fill in um, when because they just simply can't get a qualified teacher? I think this, I think the, the, let me see, the word is unregistered. And, you know, we don't want unregistered teachers in the system. But, you know, a lot has been done for that. Teacher supply, it's a huge issue at the moment. And lots of schools are struggling to a point and to retain teachers, you know, especially in the, in the large urban areas. But it's very hard to get subs. And we have supply panels, and they've been set up in the last couple of years. And so a supply panel will... I'll go back to your question in a minute about the unqualified subs. Um, the supply panel will be set up in an area, and there might be three teachers on the supply panel, but each one of those teachers is covering... You know, the ratio is 100 teachers. So, you know, the supply panels need to be expend, expanded and more teachers put onto those, obviously. And we do have a number of schools that aren't on the supply panel. But in the last year, it took it took quite a while, and it happened during COVID. And kind of last September, on it come on stream is that the all the teachers, all of them, sorry, no, the postgraduate students in the colleges of education, they can sub, but teachers in turn of their teaching of their sorry initial education, initial teacher training, sorry, they can't sub in our schools now. But we are, are you, who Well, I, I have heard stories, I've heard anecdotal stories of students in third level institutions who are not studying in education, you know, the likes of Mary Immaculate to become mm-hmm. teachers um, and they're studying other subjects and there's WhatsApp groups going around with te- schools numbers saying this school's looking for a sub Students simply getting, you know, like a part-time job to go in and just basically supervise in classrooms. That that's happening up in Dublin. I don't know if it's happening in the Limerick area. Are you aware of that, Anne? No, I'm not. I'm not aware of that. And I am aware of WhatsApp groups, you know, where a school principal will get get onto the WhatsApp group in the morning looking for subs. I am aware of those. But, you see, to be in a school, it's it's not as easy as that because to come into a school, you have to be guard vetted. And if you're not... Um, a registered teacher with a teaching council with your um, digitary core, which is central vetting, a school will have to vet you before you're allowed into the school. So it's not a matter of saying, I can't get anybody, so I'll get Mary next door. You know, it's not as easy as that. And I'm not aware of it happening in Limerick and Curry. But there is a problem with, with There's subs. There's a huge problem with getting subs. It's a huge problem. Um, I, you see, during the... What am I trying to say? It, it, it goes the two ways. During the pandemic, the Department of Education allowed us to get sub-cover for every absence. Now, they withdrew that after the pandemic. Um, so we don't have sub-cover. So if I got sick in the morning for one day, or for three, two days, there is no sub for that. And that means the class has to be divided. That's terrible. Do you, that's, so do you mean that the budget isn't there to pay for a sub, as opposed to the sub not being available? Both. It's both. It is. Okay. The problem with subs um, in urban areas because you know Dublin. We all hear about Dublin, but it's not limited to Dublin. Um, all of the I urban mean, areas that, subs they can't get houses to rent. That can't get houses to rent. Yeah. Can't get houses to buy, and that's spread all over the country. There's no houses to rent in Limerick. You can come come down around. 
And You're breaking up a little bit, Anne. I don't, I don't know yeah. whether it's your signal on the phone, but we're, we're losing the odd word here and oh, there that okay. you're saying. Right. Um, so if you can move to an area where you might just have a bit more signal, it might help. I don't but, know, yeah. but Anne, tell me, you know, the, there's a proposal now that the, the union, I believe, is looking for teachers who are teaching in Dublin to get a kind of supplement to their pay. Um, I'm not sure how the teachers in Limerick would feel about that. I think it would be it would have to be all urban areas if such a thing, you know, if such a thing was um, was was to come on stream. Um, there there has to be some sort of incentive. There has to be something. And one of the delegates, not INTO um, CC, was one of the delegates suggested perhaps rental properties that would be available and ring fenced for public service workers. Because you know it doesn't. It, this is applying to everybody, not just to teachers. But there are schools where jobs haven't been filled. There's supply panels, which are so important that they couldn't get teachers because teachers cannot afford to live and work in Dublin. And the bigger problem is in Dublin, but it's also a problem in other urban areas. Yeah, it's. Sounds... You know, we have we have a lot of teachers as well who have gone abroad, and they need, you know, we need them to come home. They need to be incentivised to come home. And for example, a teacher who might be where in Saudi or in Australia for seven, eight, nine years. Um, saving up ready to come home they come home and that service is not always recognised as service in Ireland so they come back from living being able to save money wherever they are and you know they're coming back into the first point of the scale because their service isn't recognised and that doesn't help us no, because it might encourage them to stay where they are rather absolutely, than to come back. Absolutely. I mean, if it's but, not no. going to be acknowledged as experience and they've been yeah. teaching. And that doesn't happen for all. It does happen for some, but not for all. And c- how can that be changed? Is that up to the department to change their policy? Yes, it would be, yeah. Okay. It would be. So, be. what sort of a response have you been getting on the, these issues from Minister Norma Foley? Um, I must say, you know, we were delighted and Mr Foley um, addressed Congress on Tuesday morning and we'll go kind of go back now to 20, 2008 and uh, 2010 and post of responsibilities. They would be assistant principals and before we used to call them an A post and a B post in schools they were all re- removed during um, those moratorium and those um, and we've made a lot of progress and a lot of those posts have been restored but our schools are still short 1,400 promoted posts, which means that with all the increase in paperwork, the new curriculum coming down the line, all the different policies that we have to deal with, there is no middle management. And the work of all of that is just falling on one or two oh, teachers. Sure. But the minister oh, and has... And principals as well. I mean, with and, Tracy and Tobin yeah. here from St. Michael's uh, Primary yes, School in Limerick right. City... Mm-hmm. Um, was talking not so long ago and you know she's such a positive woman and so capable and competent but it sounds like the stress school principals are, are under is just unmanageable. It's a huge amount of work. Um, the smaller schools, the schools up to four teachers, they got those school, those posts um, restored last year but if the bigger schools could be short seven, eight, ten, depending on the size of the school of these promoted posts. You know, the job, the work has to be spread out and you can't just fall on the principal and the deputy principal to do every single thing. It's it's, it's next to impossible to do that. Okay, well, Anne, uh, we've oh, had oh, a sorry, listener. And yeah. sorry, what I wanted to say is that we are welcoming the minister on Tuesday morning. She gave a commitment within budgetary constraints to restore those postal responsibilities. So we definitely welcome that. Okay. 
Well, that, that's some good news, at least. A yes, listener here has been yes. in touch and he says he's a student teacher. He's studying for his HDIP and completed nearly three years of service in a school. But because he had to relocate to another school as part of his placement, he was no longer eligible to apply for a mortgage with his partner because that gap was considered as breaking his, yes. that three year service. Now, uh, very frustrating for teachers starting out. I presume he's a secondary uh, school teacher or, or aiming to be one. So, um, but it would the same yeah, apply for the INTO. Unless you have a, yeah, well, unless you have a permanent job, you're not going to get a mortgage. So you might be working all of the time, but with fixed term positions or maternity leaves, but, you know, the bank won't accept those banks. Yeah. Because they're giving a mortgage. So it, it's really not surprising that so many are immigrating. You see, yeah. And if we, we need to get them back, that's, that's the issue. We need them to come back and we need the department to step up and incentivise that. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's something that can tend to lead to very heated um, opinions from our listeners, particularly when you say, make the suggestion that, uh, you know, accommodation and apartments, when there's there's only a handful of them available, that they be ring fenced to public service appointments, uh, um, workers. And then we've got Eli Lilly, who's trying to recruit hundreds of employers uh, out in Raheen and you know, that's going to bring massive investment to Limerick yeah, and they'll absolutely. all be private sector workers and they're entitled to have somewhere to live as well. So yeah. it's never easy. I know, it, it's not, it's not, no. No, and uh, you know, that divisiveness doesn't help things either, but I, I appreciate the problems that you're highlighting, Anne Horan. Well, absolutely, um, and as a union, we, we're fighting yeah. for our members. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> which is what you're, I suppose, yeah. you're established to do. Um, Anne Horan of the INTO uh, Central much. Executive Committee representative, thank you so much for yeah, outlining th- those concerns to us here this morning on Limerick Today. Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95.